What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Week 18, our last start or sit episode of the 2023 fantasy season. Welcome, everybody. Happy Friday. How are you guys? Dave, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm a little better. Hocked up this nasty okay, Lugan parking great. lot the other that's day. It was, it was the size of a nickel. <laughs> and Jamie, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am cold. And I wanted to bring that up because we got to talk a little bit about the weather for week 18. It could be wreaking havoc on the Northeast. Uh, yes, I'm looking forward to that. But man, I, oh, frigid, frigid morning up here in New York. But anyway, um, well, yeah, that's going to be a factor. We'll update you on who is sitting this week. We've got eight NFC home games, Giants, Eagles. Finally going to start with it. I always save the Giants for last because they stink. But we're going to start with that game. Minnesota at Detroit, Atlanta, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Seattle, Arizona, Chicago, Green Bay, Dallas, Washington, and Rams, Niners. Unlike yesterday's, we, we have most teams that are mostly playing their guys this week. So, um, yeah, a little bit maybe more, I don't know, legit start-sit questions in this game. Uh, anyway, Dave, let's talk about that weather. And that, sure. uh, I don't know, is it a nor'easter? Something? It looks like there's a big storm that's going over the Northeast. Uh, Baltimore and New England appear to be the two places where it'll be the worst. The forecast for now in Baltimore, 4 o'clock Saturday. 100% chance of precipitation and winds at 13 miles an hour with gusts into the 20s. In New England, it could be a snow game. They're expecting one to three inches of snow. Chance of snow, 100%. That's, that's what you need to know. Winds at 10 to 20 miles an hour. These are two games where you probably don't want to feel uh, locked in to the passing games. Not that you were locked into the passing games of the Jets, Patriots, or Ravens. Oh, there goes. Stop, Douglas. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. But George Pickens is somebody that I think people who are starting in Week 18 might have to think twice about. You probably should wait, though, 
uh, have a plan in place to replace Pickens, but see what the weather looks like an hour before kickoff, before you do anything. This is going to change Brees Hall being RB1 overall for you guys? No, snow helps. Snow helps. The, the only thing I can think of is the Jets will say, you know what, let's put Brees Hall on ice. LOL. And uh, use uh, Izzy Abanacanda. On ice. I yeah. like it. Yeah, well, snow helps, but I assume that will hurt the over-under that game. We'll get it to like eight. By the way, who <laughs> who um, who would go to that game? Man, if you if you lived 45 minutes away from the stadium, how much would I have to pay you to go to the Patriots-Jets game in windy, snowy weather in Week 18? Well, first off, you'd be living in windy, snowy weather, so it probably wouldn't be much difference for like the people who live there. And 45 minutes means you probably still need like three hours to get to the game based on how traffic goes there. Um, <laughs> right. I'll, no, it'll be a 45-minute drive. You, you, you'll beat traffic. Hold you're, on. You're, it's you're 45 in the stadium in 45 minutes weather? I'm saying for, I'm not even going to add time to your commute. Like, I'll give you that. It's a 45-minute commute door-to-door, so that's not even a big issue. But it's not nothing. But you have well, to sit I mean, outside you, you said and, this, and watch a You said this theater. when I was giving you um, – Leap for going for like still watching the Giants, and you said you only get so many of these. So, I know I would go if I were a big Patriots fan. I would. Oh, I would go. Okay. <laughs> if you guaranteed me a forty-five minute commute, I would go. You might be seeing Bill Belichick's last game as a head coach. That's true. Okay. Um, stat might. of the day. It's on might. Listen, it took 17, 18 weeks for me to figure it out, but I finally unlocked the secret to Tyler Lockett. I unlocked it. Ooh. All right, so you're going to want to start him this week. He averages 30 yards per game in odd number weeks and 72.5 yards per game in even number weeks. So there's, there's your Tyler Lockett secret. He is 81 or more yards. You can just say every other week? No, because he accounted for the bye week. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, so that he's really into this, apparently. But 81 or more yards in five of his last six even number weeks. And actually has kind of a tough matchup, believe it or not. Uh, Arizona's been pretty good against wide receivers. It's weird. But I don't think anyone trusts Tyler Lockett. But if uh, if you believe, like, this is Magic 8-Ball stuff, basically. But if you believe in the odd-even thing, which is just a joke, there you go, that you have your Tyler Lockett uh, start-sit advice for you. Uh, where, where else are you going to hear that? And that's why you should vote for us at sportspodcastawards.com. See that QR code on YouTube, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. Go to that QR code or go to sportspodcastawards.com or click the link in the episode description wherever you're watching or listening. And the Fantasy Betting and Gaming Podcast Award uh, or, or podcast category, vote for fantasy football today. We appreciate it. All right, an update on who is sitting. We, we know about the Rams, the 49ers, the Ravens, the Browns, the Chiefs. Did I forget anyone? What What do we know exactly about those teams? Their quarterbacks are well, we know, we know there's no quarterbacks for them. That, that's that's already been determined. And the Rams ruled out a bunch of dudes. The Rams mm-hmm. ruled out Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, and I believe Tyler Higby. And Aaron Donald. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just thinking offensive guys. Okay. The 49ers have ruled out Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Amari Cooper has already said he's ready for the playoffs, so he's not mm-hmm. going to play this week as well. Sure. Um, the Chiefs, I would assume... Uh, are not going to play Pacheco, who's already been on the injury report this week and missed time. I would assume they're not going to play Kelsey unless he's going for his three catches to get, or three 16 yards, whatever it is, to get to 1,000 yards. 
Well, sorry, um, let's, but just to simplify, I think what we know is that we can't trust any of them from a fantasy standpoint, right? Of sure. the us- I would say of the five teams that you listed, the usual guys you should plan to be without. The the, yeah. the tricky ones would be the guys that have incentives or milestones. In the case of Kelsey, he needs, I think Keith said it was 16 yards away from 1,000. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, does that mean he gets a 16-yard touchdown and that's it? And that would be probably a top 10 tight end for that week. Um does Puka Nakua need his three for 48 or whatever it is to get to his milestone to break the two rookie records that he's chasing? Could that be, you know, a 50 yard touchdown? As we saw, he had a, you know, breakaway reception last week against the Giants. You know, so those are the things that you risk with some of these players that will be potentially on the field. But in the case of the two that I mentioned, they're going to have backup quarterbacks and probably not play very much. So, those are the things you have to be concerned about. Like Beckham to me is a tricky one because he's got a lot of money on the line if he if he if he's able to reach his incentives. But why would they risk playing him? He's mispracticed for for a good portion of this week already. So those are the ones that you say, I don't even care. Like if they go off, fine. I'm just not taking the risk of of trusting those players. Yeah. And then the other one I wanted to bring up was this report from NBC Sports Washington about the commanders. JP Finley just it, you know he just said he was getting vibes that the commanders could be resting some players this week. So uh any thoughts on that? They want the number 2 pick. Yeah, that's very possible. Let's see who has it now. Uh they have it now. Okay, so if they, they have, lose Well, I mean after watching Penix, why would you not want it? Oh, I don't I mean is he really going to jump Drake May? Maybe. He looked yeah. awesome. So yeah, Can't right now Washington has the uh, the number two pick. I don't know unless, of course, Chicago goes and stays with the pick and takes Marvin Harrison. But it's interesting if the if the um, if the Patriots lose, did they play this year? Oh, New, New England and Washington probably played this it, year. The strength yeah. of schedule is the tiebreaker, not head to head. Well, the strength of schedule right now is really close. Washington's strength of schedule is five fifteen. New England's is five eighteen, and the Patriots play the Jets. And this and Washington plays the Commanders. Washington is the Commanders. Washington plays the Cowboys. Yeah, so there's a chance where if they tie, that New England jumps Washington based on the tiebreaker. But all you can do is control what you can control. And the Cowboys, I mean the Commanders, can control that their their chances of keeping that number two pick. So they're going to take. Makes sense. Well, Curtis Samuel hasn't been practicing, so that might be a guy that we don't see out there. Um, All right. To the news and notes, not much. We're still hopeful, I guess, for Trevor Lawrence, and Will Levis might play in that game as well. And Baker Mayfield was able to return from practice. But starting quarterbacks this week uh, will be guys like Trevor Simeon, Nick Mullins, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, Sam Howell, Blaine Gabbert. Um, Don't know about Atlanta yet. Jeff Driscoll for Cleveland, Tyler Huntley for Baltimore. Updated running back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Week 18, folks. Updated running back. Um, Khalil Herbert has a back issue. He's been great the last two weeks, so we'll keep an eye on that. Must start guy if he plays. And Alvin Kamara still out. So I think right now you got a plan for Jamal Williams against Atlanta. Raheem Mostert still out, right? get his first touchdown of 2023. Oh, I don't know. Actually, no, I guess he didn't score in all of 2023. Be his first touchdown of 2024. There you go. Uh, Moser did not practice, right? Still out. Moser still out. Yeah, and he so he's tied with McCaffrey. Neither of them scored last week. So, yep. 
He could he could have the touchdown lead if he plays this week. Um, Zach Moss practiced in full. Hopefully that doesn't interfere with Jonathan Taylor. Ken Walker was able to get a limited session in, so I think he's trending in the right direction. Najee Carroll said on Wednesday they had a walkthrough that he was flying around and looked great. Now yeah. I don't know why he fly around in a walkthrough, but um, <laughs> that's what Pete Carroll said. Uh, Najee Harris is going to play. He's off the injury report. AJ Dillon is injured. He hasn't had that big of a role, but he's on the injury report. And at wide receiver, Cortland Sutton practiced in full. That's good news. He's still in the concussion protocol, but looking good for him to play. Uh, are you guys expecting Jamar Chase at this point? Yes. But not T. Higgins, right? Uh, we still have T. Higgins ranked, but it's probably going to be one we remove. Okay. Uh, Devontae Smith still out, did not practice yesterday. Jamison Williams mispracticed. He's got, a, I think, an ankle injury and also an illness. He hurt his ankle on his big catch against the Cowboys and didn't return to that game. And so looking like he's probably going to be out. We do not have him ranked. Okay. Dan Campbell did downplay it, but we know that doesn't really mean much. That was right after the game, I think. Uh, Noah Brown. Remember, they're, they're one of those teams that we have some questions about how long they'll play their guys. Okay. Um, let's see. Zay Jones and Christian Kirk limited. And that's pretty much it there. Tight end, uh, I guess still waiting to see about Luke Musgrave, although all the Packers wide receivers are, are practicing. And Cole Komet got in a limited session. He only played, I think, 18% of the snaps last week. He barely played, didn't have a target. Hopefully he can be a factor at Green Bay. Um, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't have to go through the rest. Uh, before we take a break, I have a movie recommendation for you. Did you guys see Reptile on Netflix? No, nope, Well, no, it's it movie good. time. It's movie time now. Okay, we can watch movies now. We have more time. Yeah, Reptile is very good. I recommend it. Justin, cool. JT's in it. Dave, you'll like that. You have his poster. Who's J- Jonathan Taylor? Justin Timberlake's in it. Oh. Yeah. Benicio Del Toro is also in it. Reptile? Reptile. It's a murder mystery. It's very good. I recommend One of these it. guys is a snake? <laughs> yeah. Benicio Del Toro is a snake. He's, he's the only animated character. What else is real? All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we got one question for each game and a little bit of a Week 18 surprise for you on Fantasy Football Today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, yeah! The Fantasy Cops are here for a Week 18 Fantasy Cops edition. And it comes from... Mikhail in a town east of Honolulu. Mikhail, I may have been saying that incorrectly. I'm sorry. All right. In a nail-biter of a championship, I lost to the commissioner by one point. 
He called me yesterday to inform me that there was a stat correction that reduced his score by one. And since our league uses bench points as a tiebreaker, he was awarding me the championship. Wow. Our league cool. constitution is pretty clear on scoring, and it says um, that uh, points scored by bench players is a tiebreaker if necessary. However, it's silent in regard to stat corrections and the length of time in which scoring may retroactively be changed. The website we play on says the deadline for all weekly scoring or stat corrections made by the system during the season is the Saturday following the week of the game in question. I mean, so that basically that means it's a valid stat correction, right? If it matters, a long time. The way, yeah, it is. The website still lists the commissioner's team as the winner and champion, despite the stat correction showing the result as a tie. What should I do? Accept the win? Offer to split the pot? What would you do? We're a tight group of friends playing together since 2006. The commissioner is a great guy. I'd like to shout out Dave Brown for being a stand-up guy and the best commissioner anyone could ever hope for. Do a 60-40 split. Wait, hold on. There's an update. He sends me an update. Apparently, the default settings on the site provide that if there's a tie in playoff matchup, the higher seed wins. And the commissioner was the higher seed. So he was awarded. But that's not your league bylaws, though. Right. It's not. It's not. All right. So what do you do? Yeah, you split. I mean, look, there. Just, just make make it so you get a little bit more since your team came out on top. So in this but case, his team I hate didn't come out on top. They tied. Well, no, his team came on top based on the rules. So yeah, yeah the tiebreaker. Yeah, so you just get a little bit more, but that's that's I think the fair way to do. Especially you guys are friends. Like, don't don't make it a situation where right. You know, some somebody's slightly upset for whatever reason. Just hey, th- 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 this is one of the only acceptable ways to split the pot. Also, decimal scoring, not yeah. for nerds anymore. <laughs> It'll, it mostly eliminates ties if you use decimal scoring. All right. Well, thank you for the fantasy cop submissions. I'm sure we'll be getting more of those. Please send them in fantasy football at cbsi.com. Someone in the chat says reptile sounds like a terrible movie. No, it's legitimately good. Like it's it forget like Justin Timberlake's a good actor, first of all. But Benicio del Toro Benicio del Toro is the man. He's the man. It's a really good movie. It's actually a great cast. Okay. Uh if one question for each game. Remember, when we get to the games, we're gonna give it a 2024 spin as well. Philadelphia is at the Giants. Would you rather start Dallas Goddard? over Trey McBride if Devontae Smith is indeed out, which is what we are expecting. Goddard's my number one tight end this week right now. And you said you would also do that, Dave? Yes. He's my number three tight end, but even in full PPR. And it's the game of the week. (laughs) The Eagles and the Giants. What? I'm taking a little bit of liberty here. But it's the game of the week. Hey! I was wondering what you're going to do when you did did Dolphins Bills yesterday. Oh, that game's going to suck. Giants-Eagles is what everybody is looking forward to. Nobody's looking forward to it. Are you going to the game? I was thinking about it, but I decided to go to a friend's house to watch the Sunday night game. And since this is a 425 game, whatever it is, I wouldn't be back in time. So I haven't ruled it out and maybe leaving early, taking my son. But he's going to root for the Eagles. That's what really pisses me off. <laughs> so I don't think I could do it. <laughs> Um, all right. Anyway, uh, all right. Dallas Goddard, you guys are very high on this week. Okay. Start him. And that's assuming Smith is out, which it looks like will be the case. Minnesota at Detroit start or sit David Montgomery. Uh, given the week, he's a must start guy. <clears throat> is he a good start? It's correct. That's what I would say. Is he 12 or more PPR fantasy points or less? Uh, 
12 or more. He'll score. <laughs> He'll be right around 12. Game of the weep. I like <laughs> that. That's good. Yeah. I'm really just having fun with it. I, I forgot. Actually, I had forgotten to do it until uh, I did the Fantasy Cops music. And I thought, oh, wait a second. I got to get a game of the week here. Uh, let's just go with the Giants. I do think Giants game should be pretty good. Atlanta at the Saints. How do you feel about Jamal Williams if Alvin Kamara is out? Uh, he's a good flex. I mean, you saw 19 carries and four catches last week, and that was in the game where Kamara actually started. So he's probably looking at, you know, 15 to 20 touches. They should be playing with a lead. Uh, again, has not scored a touchdown all season, which is amazing after leading the NFL with 17 last season. So we'll see if he's able to find the end zone this week. Uh, you, you mentioned this yesterday. We'll see if Kendra Miller maybe gets some action if he's healthy, but that's hard to count on at this point. So, it's a must-win game for the Saints. I would assume that they're going to lean on their veteran as much as they possibly have to if Kamara's not there. And then there's always the Taysom Hill factor. Maybe he gets a little bit more involved. But I think Jamal Williams is looking at 15 to 20 touches. That makes him, to me, a safe flex option for this week. That's where I have him, is in that flex range, more so in nine and a half than full PPR. Uh, I still feel like the Saints offense wants to run it through Derek Carr. And so that makes me a little less excited about Jamal Williams, who's really been, I mean, first of all, limited play all year, and then he really just hasn't been good when he has played. Um, would you start Jamal Williams if Kamara's out or David Montgomery? Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery, for sure. <clears throat> Tampa Bay's at Carolina. Start or sit Baker Mayfield. Panthers allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. And how about this? They have not allowed more than 219 passing yards, the Panthers here, since week six. Starters at Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's a starter, but not to the same level that he's been the last couple of weeks. I think the thing you look at is again, who's who's available to you? You know, so I'm not starting. Uh, the only one I guess I would consider would be Tyrod, just because of how he's performed and his matchup. But of the backup quarterbacks, the at least the the new backup quarterbacks, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't get cute and go that route. So I think just in terms of if he's gotten you to this point and you're in a league that doesn't have quality players available, like Derek Carr should be better. Um, Geno Smith, for example, should be better if he was available. But in, in the case of Baker, you're just hoping that A, he's healthy, and B, he can perform well. But I think Rashad White goes nuts in this matchup. Right. He has a $1 million contract incentive if the Bucks win the NFC South. Okay. He also has smaller incentives if he finishes in. But that doesn't matter how he plays. I mean, it's just a matter. Right, no, no. It's the smaller incentives. Like, he's got to finish top 10 in, like, a bunch of different categories. And he's already, like, in the top 10. He's just got to stay there. I would imagine it's a 200-yard, two-touchdown type game. So, low ceiling, high floor for Baker. Okay. And he was turnover prone last week, too. So, it wouldn't be surprising if it's 200, 2-2. Two I was watching last last I watched uh I was watching Mike Evans I just want to see like what's is this guy how is he doing it he's just so good but uh man what a, Baker Mayfield was pretty bad I'd say for the first three quarters he was on fire in the end in the fourth quarter of that game and I've forgotten he had that deep ball to Trey Palmer they were driving for another touchdown and if he didn't stumble I mean he maybe could have scored on the play and then he ended up fumbling and losing the ball uh, he just like went to the ground and and fumbled. I mean, but week seventeen was kind of a blur for me. But uh, they got they got pushed around by uh, the Saints. And yeah, that hasn't happened to them very much. Lately. But they really erupted in the in the fourth quarter, and they ended up losing, I think, by eight. But um, 
you know, they had that drive that could have ended up in points if not for the Palmer kind of unfortunate fumble when he was just running by himself and falling down. Anyway, uh, Seattle's at Arizona. Is the starting Seahawks running back, we assume it will be Ken Walker, going to have a huge game against Arizona? If it's Charbonnet by himself, then I think there's a chance. If it's Walker, then you don't know how they'll split the touches again. The fact that Walker's hurt is is clearly a problem for what we've seen from him the last couple of games. I think the thing that you know is a little alarming to me, and this this maybe goes into next season too, is Pete Carroll on his radio show this week said we haven't gotten enough from our run game, and he he, he spoke about that. He's it's not just on the running backs. He said you know up front we just haven't been as physical, and you know the things that we like to do. However, he explained it you know in terms of like he referenced Marshawn Lynch and all those things. The not not Lynch in particular, but how they ran the ball those those years. And so is that a an indictment on the offensive line or more concerning, is it an indictment on Ken Walker? And I don't think it is based on what he said, but it's just something to consider. And so if Charbonnet goes out there and has a huge game, and let's say they miss the playoffs so we don't see anything more from them next season, what does this split look like going into 2024? Yeah. That's a good question. That's, Charbonnet that's part of my played. question for next for this game. <laughs> right. So Charbonnet, if they both play, it's going to be a mess, and there won't be one guy that you'll love. And Jamie's right. If Walker's out, then Charbonnet is a must. Last week, Charbonnet continued to dominate on third downs, all nine of their third downs. He also played all three of their snaps inside the five. So oh, Well, he also played the, the entirety of, of the fourth quarter. Right, because Walker yeah, was so, right. So, so I, I, don't, I, don't, to... I don't really look at what the, the splits were for them last week because Walker was, <laughs> was out basically almost the entire second half. Walker's always going to be out on, on in the two minutes. Always, always going to be out on third downs if it's a passing down. Um, but, but he's really dominated carry since he's come back from the injury. So yeah. I, I still, I, I mean, I feel like that's just part of it. Like, really hasn't been a lot of times. I don't know if there's been any, maybe one or two games where both of them have been healthy, and Charbonnet's had a lot of carries. It just doesn't really happen. So I wonder if Walker gets, you know, fifteen plus carries. If he's if he's playing, oh, if he plays this week, he's the one you should rely on if you have to make a decision on the two, because that's just kind of how this rotation, as you said, has has operated. Plus, it's a great matchup to run against, you know. So the Cardinals, while they've given up receptions to running backs, we really haven't seen the the pass catching role there, when, except when they've been chasing. And so that was what the case was last week. They were chasing points. So I think the case would be for this week. Walker plays. Still a number two running back on the low inside. Walker out. Charbonnet is a borderline number one running back for me. Like I, I like him that much. He's he's a top fifteen guy. Well, he's just going to get the opportunities. Right. So yeah. In a great matchup. Yeah. Okay. Chicago's at Green Bay. Dave, what the heck do we do with the Packers wide receivers? You have to wait until uh, you've got the practice report all settled. But if if Reed plays, he's the best one of the bunch. He's a number two wide receiver. I think Watson would be a boom bust flex. I don't see how you could feel good about Dobbs if they're if Reed and Watson are both playing, and then you scrap all the rest. If Watson ends up not going, then you move Dobbs up. But to me, Reed is the best receiver that they have. Okay, Dallas is at Washington. I want to see if Dave knows the answer. How do you think these rookie receivers finished in points okay. per game? Tank Dell. Okay. Rashi Rice. Okay. Jaden Reed. Okay. Zay Flowers. And okay. Jordan Addison. Um, no, I don't know exactly how they finished. I think, though, I'd okay. say 
Give me the names again. It, I know who's not at the top. Dell, Rice, yeah. Reed, Addison, Flowers. Reed, Addison, Flowers, Dell, Rice. Dell is number one by far. Points per game. He, okay. 15, he averaged 15 points per game. Okay. Number two was Rice slightly ahead of Reed. Then Flowers, then Addison. Oh, Addison was last. Yeah. And I What's the see... difference between Dell and Addison? Just out of curiosity. Uh, Dell was at 15 points per game, so he was the, the best. Uh, Reed and Rice were almost neck and neck, at like 13 and a half in that range. One was okay. slightly better than the other. And then the other two guys were in the 12 range. And Jamie, I have a question to see if you know the answer to. Sure. Uh, what did the ocean say to the beach? Um, catch you later. Wave something. Nothing. It just waved. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could give more. If people want more dad jokes, I have a whole list of them here from countryliving.com. Nice. Okay. So anyway. Uh, the, the essential source for dad jokes. Yeah. Countryliving.com. Oh, look. Joey got it. Joey writes in the chat. What's up, Joey? Uh, good job. I knew he'd get it. He's a, he's a dad joke kind of guy. Uh, Dallas at Washington. Starter sit Tony Pollard. Three straight terrible games to totally tank your season for you, basically. Um, but must, facing... Must start. Must start? Must start. This, this, this is the week when guys like Tony Pollard and Stephon Diggs and the guys that you've, you know, probably ended up losing your playoffs yeah. just go absolutely nuts <laughs> based on the matchups of them. Uh, all right, Rams at Niners. Start anyone? Jordan Mason. Yeah, I think that that's the right answer, but I don't know if I can count on him to get a ton of work. There's just there's so much there's too much uncertainty with both teams that I'd be nervous starting Mason. Uh, I'm doing a uh, one Fanduel lineup with uh, Carson Wentz, Demarcus Robinson, sec. I am actually looking at my Fanduel lineup right now. And uh, <laughs> should I put me? I don't think I have to resort to Mason. Let's get a little Rashad White in there. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't think that's the backup running back to go with. Who? And I think everybody's going to run to Mason because he's a niner. Who do you think? I think it's Pierre Strong. I think it's both. Pierre Strong is on Saturday. No. Nope. No, on Saturday. Bijan Robinson. I think I'm just going to start Bijan Robinson. 6,900 bucks. Okay. Um, all right, let's go to the game of the week. Philadelphia's at the Giants. 2024 question. You know, I, like, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe Dallas Goddard won't be on the team next year. But how much are you going to care about the Dallas Goddard-Devante Smith stuff and just Smith being so much better when Goddard's been out? Why would Goddard not be on the team? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I assume he will be. <laughs> he's, he's not young. But I, I don't know. I don't know what his salary situation is. But, I, you know, but anyway, how much are you going to care about the Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith stuff? Goddard's going to be 30. I, I think it knocks Smith from, you know, the range of where we were drafting him this year, certainly based on the production. You know, so he's not going to be, I think, a early third round pick. You know, he probably falls into that fourth round range. He's still got so much upside that, you know, you, you saw in the Giants game, for example, you know, still scored a touchdown. You know, he can, he's, he's still going to be probably. I think around eight touchdowns by the end of the season. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily make it a, a huge concern, but it does, you know, and, and you brought this up at the beginning of the season, you know, in, in draft prep time that how the splits were and it played stuff out. Goddard missed time. Smith looked much better. Goddard comes back. Smith takes a little turn for the worst. So um, 
the Heath brought this up yesterday in in regards to uh, the who's the number one quarterback next year. If they get rid of the tush push, how much do they throw a little bit more in the red zone, or even just throw more in general? So, I don't think it will change very much because again, it's just you know taking the the running back or the player behind Jalen Hurts pushing him. They still do the same quarterback sneak regardless. Mm-hmm. But uh, if if it does go away and it does change things a little bit, maybe that's the thing that helps the passing game overall. And we don't get 15 plus rushing touchdowns from Jalen Hurts. It goes down to 10, and maybe those touchdowns are distributed <laughs> elsewhere. But I think you're still looking at Devonte Smith as a top 20 wide receiver, someone that you'll be happy to take as your number two receiver in the in the round four range. Right, like a value pick at wide receiver. Um, I was wrong on Goddard. He's 29, not 30. He's definitely going to be on the team next year. His contract is not conducive to being cut. So he will still be a nuisance. He's going to be a low-end tight end one that fantasy managers are going to kind of dread drafting unless it's at a good value price. Yeah, I was going to ask oh, he'll for, be a great value next year. <clears throat> I was going to ask you for sleepers in every game, but I don't know that we really need to do that. Terod Taylor. Sure. Um, stat of the game, Jalen Hurts has not thrown a touchdown pass in three straight road games. At the Chiefs, at the Cowboys, and at Seattle. And meanwhile, the Giants have not allowed more than 14 fantasy points to any quarterback at home. Uh, of course, I would start Jalen Hurts. But, uh, we, you know, how, where do you guys have him ranked this week? Sixth. Yeah, top five. That's pretty low, though. For him, it's low. You know? Well, it's also the risk of they know Dallas will score and they start to pull guys. Yeah. Right, and there's already been, like, talk about it this week, so... There, there, there's definitely a chance that Jalen Hurts does not play four quarters. Yeah, I guess that's the big question for this game, right? Is, is, uh, do you trust the Eagles guys to, to put up points to play, to play enough? So that would be <clears throat> Hurts, Swift, Brown, Goddard. I don't know. I mean, just you know, that you you asked this about. I forget which team. It might have been the Eagles. Um, do they need to get a little momentum going into the playoffs? And that's the thing I could see with the passing game because it's been bad. Yeah. And, you know, A.J. Brown talked about just the frustration, you know, questioning, you know, some of the things that have been said about him. Um, Goddard's numbers the last two weeks, that's why I'd buy into without Devontae Smith. I think the, they could play a half and, and, and hopefully throw the ball with a lot of success against the Giants. I know the numbers don't suggest that, but I think if, they, if they're able to do what they're capable of doing, they could have a big game against anybody. You know, they, they they need to they need like a ping pong table in their locker room. It doesn't seem like a very fun place right now. Pop a shot. Well, they're just the expectations are just so high, and the fact that they lost that game last week, like they're, you know, to right. go from the one seed the majority of the season to, yeah. the, okay, the two seeds easy. You just got to go beat Arizona. <laughs> they got to be the Giants, Arizona, and the Giants again. And wow, they, yeah, they gave Dallas the division. Yeah. Uh, so true. we had a you know an interesting debate last time they played just a few weeks ago. Swift versus Barkley. Who do you guys like this week? Saquon. Yeah, Saquon. Okay. Were we debate who was saying Swift over Barkley that time? I said that I I said I wanted to start. I said my gut at the beginning of the week, my gut was. Oh, saying, that's right. I remember your playoffs. Yeah. But then um I said no, I can't start Swift over Barkley. And they both ended up having uh good games. But Barkley basically had it handed to him. It was that fumble inside the ten yard line on special teams by Boston Scott who wanted to make some type of impact in the game, apparently. And then Barkley scored. But he's been so bad per carry the last three weeks. Getting He's been bad. The Eagles' defense, though, has been worse, I'd say, against the run. So what's your confidence level in Barkley? 10 out of 10. I'm, yeah, I'm starting him for sure. RB1, 
Okay. Eagles yeah, defense I mean, like, has been terrible and uh, old because they haven't been playing their young guys as much. And they might not play them much at all if they see that Dallas is beating Washington. Yeah, I mean, you know, last week I, I didn't have much faith in Barkley. Go right back to him this week. Okay. Yeah. What about Swift? Swift or um, Jamal Williams if Kamara's out? Swift over Williams. I mean, look, Swift Swift has, he, he showed you what he could do in this matchup already. It's not a very good defense in terms of stopping the run from what we've seen. And if he if he has the opportunity to get 18-plus carries, if they keep him in the game the majority of the time, then he should be a solid number two running back in. The, let's see. The Giants have allowed 20 or more fantasy points to a running back in five of their last nine games, 16 or more in eight of their last, no, 13.9 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back in eight of their last nine games, including to DeAndre Swift. Start A.J. Brown. I hope Deontay Banks is able to play, and we can see that matchup again. Uh, start Dallas Goddard. He's super high. Uh, who would you start, super high in the rankings, who would you start Tarod Taylor over? <laughs> who would you start Tarod Taylor over? Uh, Tua easily, Trevor Lawrence if he plays, um, just because he's not 100%. Uh, close with me with Baker right now, so he's he's top tall guy. I have Tua higher as of now, um, and I have Baker higher as of now. He's I've got Tarod 13th. Okay, and Barkley's a start, and Darius Slayton is in at least one FanDuel lineup. This guy's yep. lineup, he's a dart throw. I mean, he's got to have a big play, basically. But, um, yeah, I, I, would you start Shahid or Slayton? Slayton. Slayton. Would you start Slayton over any, you know, noteworthy wide receiver that a championship roster might actually have? <laughs> the only one that's close for me would be uh, McLaurin because he has a terrible history against Dallas, and I, they, they shut him down earlier this season. So he's one I would consider, but... It's it, it's definitely risky. I, I think he's a he's an unbelievable DFS guy just because we, we've seen it for two straight games, uh, both with Tyrod, and the matchup is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you know you're you're banking on the Giants just kind of going YOLO this week and having the opportunity to you know throw with some success. I mean, look, this may be Tyrod's last starting opportunity ever. You know, I, I think guys like this you know take advantage of situations like that. So wouldn't be surprised if Slayton has another big game. No, Tarod's playing to get a job as a backup somewhere next year. So he's going to want to show out. And Slayton might be doing the exact same thing. Uh, I'm going to start Slayton over any wide receiver that feels like 10 to 12 PPR points. So London, JSN, Thielen, uh, Brandon Cooks, Deontay Johnson. Like those guys, I'll just take the chance on Slayton. Okay. And how about Darren Waller? How are you feeling about him this week? He's he's a number... Low end number one tight end. I mean, I think we've seen kind of what he is. You know, five for 50. If he scores, will be great. Uh, the thing with Slayton, and, and we, we see this a lot, the two-week championship situations, scenarios, you know, where you play week 17 and week 18. And if you're chasing points, this is the type of guy that can get you back into it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Point, and yeah. doesn't Waller strike you as the same type of guy as what we talked about earlier with Pollard and Diggs? Like someone who's been a, a dud all year. And then in week 18, of course, he goes off. Uh, on a lower scale, yeah. Yeah, I've got him top 12. Would you start Gerald Everett or Darren Waller? Waller. I have Waller spot higher in PPR. Would you start Dalton Kincaid or Darren Waller? Waller unless Knox is out, but I don't think Knox is out. I'll take Kincaid. Mm, man, I really don't want the Giants to win. I feel like they might. I'd like for them to lose on a bad call so everyone knows that they should have won, but they still get the pick. <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be the best, <laughs> the best scenario. There's never been any questionable Giants Eagles games to end the season. <laughs> oh wait, what? Are you, which what are you referring to? When Peterson pulled guys. That was a giant. That was an Eagles Commanders game. Oh, it or Eagles Cowboys. I forget. I think it was Eagles Commanders. Yeah, it was Eagles Commanders, and the Giants had won. And if the Eagles had won the game, the Giants would have gotten into the playoffs. Instead, they pulled all their players. Who was that third string quarterback? Nate Sudfeld or something? Yes. That they they're like, oh, we wanted to see him. It's like, no, you right. did it, you idiot. It's Jalen Hurts' rookie year. You did not want to see him. They they tanked to get Devontae Smith. It turned out, worked out for them. Commanders got in the playoffs. Uh, Minnesota's at Detroit 2024 question. Do you think Jamison Williams will ever be a must start fantasy wide receiver? Ever? Uh, for, for more than like three weeks. I mean, look, you, you saw the flashes of when they tried to get him involved this season, which was fun to see, you know, the problem is it's just a loaded offense, you know? So when you talk about Gibbs and if Montgomery's still there and St. Brown clearly is a stud, and Laporta's looking like a stud. Like, where does he factor in in terms of targets if they're going to still be a run-heavy offense? Now, the coordinator change, because that's coming, um, may change that. But, you know, he may just end up being, I hope, more than a deep threat, but just a deep threat. You know, a guy stretches the field that'll have a couple big plays here and there. He's still got so much potential. But, I mean, the, the start of his career has just been so off with the ACL tear and then the gambling situations, the suspension. So, you know, this is a big offseason for him. I, I know there was some rumblings out of Detroit that they didn't uh, love how his approach was to, you know, what he was doing. And, and apparently that's changed since he's come back in the last few weeks of practice. Like they've seen change, which is why you heard Dan Campbell say, you know, we're getting him more involved. So if he if he has the right approach, you could certainly be a, a contributor. But, you know, he'll he'll probably fall into that Gabe Davis bucket of, you know, just mm-hmm. a guy that will – Surprise us one week, disappoint us the next. We'll never know when to start him, and it'll be very frustrating. Boom, bust, flex, number three type of wide receiver who's got just so many things that could go wrong. The injuries, uh, I'm glad that his mindset's getting stronger. That's a good thing. But, like, the role in the offense, he's he, that's an uphill battle. With As long as St. Brown's there and as long as Laporte is there, I don't know how he's going to become the top target getter on that team. Uh, would you guys start Nick Mullins or um, uh, Mason, the other guy. Mason Rudolph? Okay, I'll take Mullins. <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> so in this game, Minnesota at Detroit, what do you think about Ty Chandler? He had 10 of the 13 running back carries last week, but <laughs> only 10. He also had three catches. Uh, and then, the of course, he's facing a team that gives up the fewest fantasy points to running backs. Thoughts on Ty Chandler, Dave? I'm not interested in starting him. That's pretty much it. I've got him. Like, I'm not sure what to make of Jordan Mason. I'm starting Mason over Ty Chandler. I'm starting Jamal Williams over Ty Chandler. Tough matchup. Not getting the work. I don't think he'll get the work in this game. Uh, Madison might start playing a little more. It's a no-go for me. Sit Sit Chandler. Madison's got some crazy incentives that he's not going to reach, but you wonder if the Vikings give him an opportunity to try and get there. Sure, let him just break off a couple of 99-yard runs so that he can get close <laughs> to those incentives. I think I had a stat. I, I stopped putting it in the notes, but something like Madison hasn't had a 20-yard run in, I don't know, Since four, 40 games or something. It's crazy. Goff or Mullins, I have a question in the chat. If anybody has any questions in the chat, you know, it's tough. I don't know exactly how to approach week 18. It's a weird week for, for fantasy standpoint. But if you have any questions, I will read them uh, about these specific games. Goff or Mullins is the question. 
Goff by a, a, a significant margin, but again, another team that can start to pull guys if they, you know, feel like they have accomplished what they wanted to. Um, I, I'm I'm super excited about St. Brown this week. He's pissed. He is absolutely mad. Yeah. If you see anything that he said, uh, first off on his, po- I believe it was on his podcast, um, in talking about the uh, the the two point conversion controversy, he said. I'm ready to run through a brick wall right now. Like he's just pissed. He wants to go play right away. And then how he got snubbed for the pro bowl makes no sense because they won their division. He's got 112 catches. I think it's 1300 yards or something like that. Uh, 10 touchdowns. He's among the leaders in all those categories. And the guys they took in the pro bowl are fine players. But when you look at record and achievement, he belongs there. And so he's like, I'm his, his exact his, his quote was, I'm hot right now. So for a, a team that he just beat up two weeks ago and has been terrible, they've allowed five receivers in 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 their last five games. Two of them were uh, the Packers guys last week. Five receivers, including St. Brown, to go over 20 PPR points. If he plays a significant amount of this game, he's gonna go absolutely nuts. I, I the players that made um made the Pro Bowl ahead of him were Lamb. AJ Brown, Mike Evans, and Puka Nakua. I think he should have gotten in over Puka, but it's not—it's not like a crazy snub. It's just unfortunate. No, and he said that he's—he said the the receivers that got in were great, and and this is one of those situations where Pro Bowl versus All Pro, he could still be an All Pro receiver. I doubt it, but he could still be an All Pro receiver despite not making the Pro Bowl. And look, I'm sure there'll be one of those guys that don't go for one reason or another, um, and he he may get in as an alternate, but. I mean, you, you typically see the the guys who win their division get rewarded. Like, there there's some pretty tough snubs here. Like, Josh Allen not getting in and Patrick Mahomes getting in. I know, again, that goes probably more to team because of how his team performed. But they have the same amount of wins, right? And the Bills um, might have a better playoff seat. And the Bills, well, you, you know, you, you can't determine that of prior course, to the voting. And this is where, you know, I think still. the fan voting gets a little bit skewed with this. Like, I saw somebody suggest what they should do with the fan voting is – let the fans vote on the starters, but let the players and, and the front office vote on who gets in. Personally, or have I, nobody care because it's the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I don't care. Well, they right? cares for money. I mean, they, these guys get paid off things like this. If they do, yeah. That's I fair. don't know. I, I don't I don't care about Wait, how much do you make for going to the Pro Bowl? It's not about that, though. It's future contracts. Yeah, the teams are going to recognize them for what they do in the yeah, game. He's going to go to the Pro Bowl. I mean— in all likelihood, he'll go to the Pro Bowl. There's always well, we a, can't give you that extra 500K because you didn't make the Pro Bowl in 2023. Sorry about there's that. There's always a cancellation. Someone's always sitting there. Say it to a player's face and see how they feel about that. And you'll get an extra $500,000. No, I'm making the joke that they, that someone would actually say that to them. I was being sarcastic. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. Th- so for Minnesota, is Justin Jefferson the only guy you really want to start here? Uh, yeah. I mean, look. Um, you can make a case, I guess, for Addison, but he just hasn't been great. You know, with with Jefferson, without Jefferson, the quarterback play has been all over the place. So I would say he's a number three receiver at best. Um, Johnny Munt is somebody that you could look at and say desperation play just because he was the tight end of choice that they used last week. Uh, Dave laid it out with Chandler. He's been bad. Um, you know, he said the one he had the one great game without DJ Reader for the Bengals. You know, that was the outlier of, of everything that we've seen from him so far. So. I don't. I don't think there's anything really more than hopefully Jefferson goes out and plays a full game and has the chance to be what he's capable of being. <clears throat> okay, I'm afraid that Munt is going to be a popular sleeper in DFS. 
because he's cheap, but he's the one who's, and we saw this two weeks ago. He's the one who took over for TJ Hawkinson when Hawkinson got hurt and it, it carried itself into the next game. Addison, the only reason why you'd start him is because of the matchup and because you figure Minnesota's going to trail. Maybe he makes some plays, but I've got him in that same range that Jamie's talking about, a number three receiver. Jameer Gibbs, an easy call. We already talked about uh, David Montgomery. You guys have Jared Goff around eighth or so, so he is a, a worthwhile start, even though he's been pretty pretty bad lately, except for um, a huge game against Denver. That was his only home game recently, so you're hoping get back at home and get back on track here. And I would say he's been bad for fantasy. I don't know that he's been bad IRL recently. He still has 270 or more yards in three straight games. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like you have a lot of faith in golf based on your rankings, but he did just score 16 points against this team a couple of weeks ago. So but he played well, though. He did, yeah. 30 of 40 for 275 yards. Just had the, always the risk, right? One touchdown. Always a risk with them to have the rushing touchdowns. Um, and that's it for, uh, for, oh, Sam Laporta. Good game, bad game for Laporta. What's it going to be this week? I mean, nobody's benching Laporta. He's he's right. a top three tight end, however you want to look at it. You know, so I, I think Goddard's ceiling is higher personally. Um, but, you know, there's 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 still so much to love about what Sam Laporta does. It, yep. it, it, you know, we, uh, we'll talk about this next week, but he's, um, I think for a couple people, maybe Dave, I saw his his rankings, number one tight end for, a few, a oh, few people. God, I didn't send those to you. Okay, I'm going to do that as soon as the show is over. <laughs> uh, Atlanta at New Orleans. 2024 question, is Alvin Kamara a top 12 running back? Is Alvin Kamara a saint? No, I think, he's, I think the answer is no to both of those questions. I do think he's got something left in the tank, but I don't think he'll be anywhere close to a feature back unless injuries happen around him on the team that he's on, Denver. And depends also on where he plays, Denver, <laughs> and whether or not the coach likes him, Denver. <laughs> so you just got, you kind of have to take a wait and see approach with well, what happens with Kamara. I, I could see him back in New Orleans, though. I mean, I, it, it wouldn't be a surprise. All right, to sit the Atlanta quarterback, whoever that's going to be. How much faith do you have in Bijan Robinson this week? Yeah, he doesn't do great in tough matchups, but the Saints' run defense has not really been great lately. It's been a little leaky. It was uh, great last week. What last week was, yes, Rashad White, 11 carries for 42 yards. But the week before that, Kyron Williams had a big game. I don't know. It's, they're giving a, I, all right. You know what? There's been, there's been some good and some bad recently. Like great against Barkley, great against Rashad White in the last three weeks. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I it's not a great matchup. I, okay. I guess I'll say that. It's not a great matchup for Bijan Robinson. So, starter sit. Start starting. Uh, not a top 10 guy. I've got him at 10. So I, I did have a tough time trying to find running backs I like better than Bijan, but I like the workload that he's been getting. Um, it, it, it's weird. It's like the Saints are not allowing a lot of big fantasy production, but since week 11 or so, I think that's their buy, uh, they've allowed 4.6 yards per carry to running back. So right. not necessarily inefficient <clears throat> for running backs against them, but not a lot of touchdowns to go with it. It's also a huge game for the Saints, you know, so... It's a huge game for both, both teams. Atlanta still has a chance. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. No, but they <laughs> do. They do. Well, I know. But uh, what's their scenario? It's not the same as the Saints. I thought they were eliminated, but they're not eliminated. Uh, the uh, give me. I a thought second. it was I'll the Bucks it. lose, well, and then the winner of this game wins the division. I'm like, wrong I about believe that? that's correct. 
Yeah. I believe that is correct. Yeah. The winner of this game wins the division if the Bucks lose to Carolina. If the Bucks beat Carolina, then this game is meaningless. They're happening at the same time. Um, so, you know, they won't know. But they're, they're going all out for it. Good. Yeah. So, okay, anyway, start Bijan. Bijan or Tony Pollard? I'll start Bij. Uh Pollard for me. Starter sit Kyle Pitts this week, this wacky week. Uh, I, I, he's 12th for me, so I would try and get away from him if you can. Yeah, sit him. It's like New Orleans has actually been pretty bad against tight ends lately, except for Kyle Pitts. He had two catches for 22 yards against them recently. Uh, Derek Carr. Would you start Carr or Goff? Well, I have Goff higher, but I, I don't mind Carr. I just, I, I still think he's going to throw a lot, so he makes my top 12. It's tougher to run on the Falcons than throw on the Falcons, So I and there's no Alvin Kamara. So in that situation, I think Carr's got a shot to have a, a decent week. I'm just going to read some random questions from the chat real quick. Tony Pollard or Jameer Gibbs? It's close, but Gibbs. It's not close. I'd go Gibbs. Jaden Reed or Darius Slayton? Reed. Reed if he plays. Jameer Gibbs or Ken Walker? Gibbs. Gibbs. Okay. Back to this game. Uh, yeah, so it's Derek Carr as a starter. Um, if Kamara plays, are you going to start him? Dave, what the yeah. hell are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? I'm having a snack. <laughs> Dave has a bib on. Dave would be a guy who eats with a bib. I feel like he's gotten better. We, we yeah. Oh, no way. You did it. You've got it. You've got the football Sunday. Cinnamon raisin bagel, ham, cheese, Swiss cheese, tomato, and Russian dressing. It's a little early for it. It's 9.35 in the morning. This is a lunch. I'm really interested in this review. <laughs> he doesn't look like he hates it. It doesn't taste like anything. It tastes like plain meat, tasteless tomato, and Russian dressing. That doesn't really sound like the sandwich's fault. Where'd you get it from? Bagel snack. <laughs> that sounds like a bagel snack problem. I think, I'll try another one. I think, honestly, like the only... Point this of thing contention. Is a mess, Adam. Yeah, it's messy. The only thing you can I've argue got with Russian dressing and tomato schmegma all over me <laughs> is the bagel choice. Other than that, I don't really know what any objection would be. It's just putting that all on cinnamon raisin bagels, That's right? Exactly. I went, exactly, to, uh, exactly. I went to Einstein's yesterday, and I, I was just staring at the cinnamon raisin bagels in the in the, <laughs> in the bin, and I was like, "How does he do that with that <laughs> concoction?" I just love cinnamon raisin bagels. It's just my absolute favorite. Yeah, to so the but point that, where you put like whatever you can find. In honestly, a random, yeah, I, I like, could eat anything out of cinnamon raisin bagel. Yeah, anything. Uh, all right. So, what do you think, Dave? I, I wouldn't get it again. Okay. Thank you for trying. Jamie, do you want me to save you this half of <laughs> no, crap sandwich? I'm good. Uh, okay. So, I'm sorry, Jamie. You would start Camara if he played. Top twelve or top twenty or I'm just given the uh the ankle injury probably would be closer to fifteen. <laughs> DeAndre Swift or Camara? Camara. All right. Um yes. Chris Olave's top ten. Are we giving up on Rashid Shahid? Not this, giving up this but week? number three receiver. Yeah. He's exactly the same as he was last week. He's a boom bust flexi number three type. 
I don't think I asked about Drake London. Um, Rashid Shahid or Drake London? There's probably more upside with Shahid at this point. I mean, London, I know it's indoors, but on the road, it's just been terrible. Absolutely terrible. I, I have London at 24th, and I, I think I hate it a lot. Mm, I'm glad you didn't say that about the bagel. And uh, Juwan Johnson. Well, the bagel was like decent. It's everything else that was like, eh. <laughs> yeah, again, I think that's that's a that's a bagel snack or whatever problem. And Juwan Johnson, you can start. He's our favorite streaming. Is he our favorite streaming tight end? He's our favorite streaming tight end. Uh, yes. So if you had Cole Komet, even if he gets in like a full practice, would you go with Juwan Johnson or Komet? Yes, Juwan Johnson. Juwan Johnson. All right. All right, we'll take Did a break. Juwan Johnson practice? He's been dealing with chest injury, but I haven't seen anything that suggests he's not going to play. Okay. All right, we can check on that. We'll tell you after this break, we'll get to Tampa Bay at Carolina in a moment. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. All right, Tampa Bay's of Carolina. Remember, by the way, three episodes in the offseason, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Dave, does that work for you? Yeah, sure. Great. Okay, Monday. Anything works for me as long as I don't have to eat that thing again. (laughs) I'll eat (laughs) it. Because now, like, the taste, the aftertaste is in my mouth, and it's awful. So I'm wondering... If there's, you know, would I rather eat some disgusting sandwich or eat that sandwich, but the one that Dave has already eaten? Like share a sandwich with Dave. I, I don't share food with anybody. Well, really, they both so. apply. No, <laughs> I love that sandwich. When you ordered that, Dave, what was the uh, expression on the person's face? Normal. Like I was ordering a, you know, a grilled cheese. And it's, they didn't blink at all. It's funny you say that because when I ordered it the other day, I was too embarrassed to do it in person, so I had to call it. In oh over come the phone. on, it's your sandwich! Oh, wow, <laughs> I didn't want to be jealous. Although we did get into a discussion about Russian dressing versus Thousand Island dressing. Oh, interesting. They insist that Thousand Island dressing is Russian dressing minus the relish. What? Ha- which one has relish? The Russian dressing? No, Thousand Island. Interesting. Okay. I don't thousand know if I believe that. Thousand you Island's were too great. embarrassed to order it in person. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that's guys... that. That's the topper right there. <laughs> right. You love the. Did shame you do that when you did it? In, you, in, you feel in, shame no. ordering it. When I did it in New York, I never thought even twice about it. It seems so normal to me. And then when I would tell people about it, they would make me feel shame. Like you guys did. You made me feel shame about it. So 
Anyway, Tampa Bay's in Carolina. 2024 question. Are you buying Rashad White? Yes. Yeah, of course. Oh, you mean for this week or? Oh, 2024 2024. Yeah. Hello. Uh, I'm buying it as long as the Bucs are buying it. Both do apply. It is 2024. That's true. Um, Mm. Yeah. I, I think unless there's somebody significantly brought in to have competition with him. You know, I mean, look at what look at what he was competing with this season. Chase Edmonds and Sean Tucker and you know, nobody of uh of, of some, Keyshawn Vaughn. You know, there was just nobody there that was gonna take him off the field based on what we saw last year once they moved on from Fournette. So if they bring in, you know, like if Joe Mixon goes to Tampa Bay, then I still would like White more, but that's the type of running back that'll make you downgrade him probably by a round or two. Baker Mayfield or Derek Carr? No, Dave's muted. What happened there, Dave? How did you get muted? I muted myself because I was coughing and I forgot to unmute because I'm a freaking Neanderthal. Mayfield or Carr? Um, I have Mayfield a little higher. Start Rashad White. All right, so how are we approaching these Tampa Bay wide receivers against the Panthers who allow the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers? Again, I think just given the week, like this isn't a, oh, I'm going to start Demarcus Robinson over one of the Bucks guys or I'm going to start... Um, one of the Chiefs guys over the Bucks guy. You know, it's just you're you're starting them. For the record, Mike Evans had seven catches, 162 yards, and a touchdown the first time he played them. But I don't think Chris Goblin had a catch in that game. But that was he scored a rushing touchdown. Okay, that was before though the kind of revival of Chris. That was Goblin. the last time where he was uninvolved. Yeah, he's had more targets over the last four games than Evans, and uh, they both had. Uh, Big plays last week. Goblin had a 47-yard touchdown catch. But this is just, it's just a targets thing. I mean, first of all, they are pretty good against the pass. I mean, the genuinely yards per attempt. But also, you just don't see a lot of targets because the running backs do so much against the Panthers. So it's interesting, you know, how much trust are you people You didn't have. order it in person. <laughs> uh, sit KDOT and sit Bryce Young. Chuba Hubbard or Jamal Williams if Kamara's out? Hubbard, because I think they're kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Hubbard or... Jordan Mason. Hubbard. Hubs. Mason. I always think of The Rock with Jordan Mason. But I wasn't saying him over Hubbard. I was just saying Mason. And uh, Adam Thielen, starter sit. The Rock, the movie. You should clarify. The Rock, the movie. Yes. Not The Rock, the WrestleMania 40 main event. He's wrestling? Uh, They're hinting at it. Interesting. Oh, I think it's a guarantee. Based on how, do you, how did you miss the clip of him? Coming back this week on Raw, I who have not seen a wrestling clip since I was. He said he's coming for the head of the table. Yeah, it was actually very cool. It was funny. The whole thing was good. I'd watch it. I like him. Uh, Thielen or Dwayne Johnson? (laughs) Dwayne Johnson over everybody. (laughs) Thielen is a high end PPR flex. Uh, Yeah, number two receiver this week. Seattle's at Arizona. Oh, Tampa Bay DST is fine. Six for Jamie, eighth for Dave. Seattle versus Arizona, James Conner or Ken Walker in 2024? Uh, boy, where's Conner playing? Um, the way he's playing now, he might stay in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd lean Walker, but I'm not sure. Like, that's in pencil, big-time pencil. Again, depending on who else is in Arizona with Conner, if it stays the way it is right now with DeMarcado and maybe they keep Michael Carter, then I would go Connor. All right. How about for, for week 18? James Connor against the Seahawks or Ken Walker against the Cardinals? 
Connor's top two for me. Wow. All right. So, so how about Zach Charbonnet? If Ken Walker's out, would he be number one or James? No, Connor. Connor has earned it, man. He's been so good. And even with the missing left tackle in Arizona, they lost their starting left tackle to an ACL. I still think he's going to have a big game. Sales run, sales defense in general has just totally fallen off, but their run defense has especially been bad. Here's your stat of the game. It's about Arizona's defense against wide receivers. Their last seven games, they gave up 29 points to Tank Dell, 22 points to Debo Samuel, and 17 points to Julio Jones. But... They have held the following players in their last seven games to fewer than 14 points. Drake London, Nico Collins, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Brandon Ayuk, DJ Moore, AJ Brown, and Devontae Smith. And Nakua, London, Cup, Ayuk, Moore, and Devontae Smith scored fewer than seven PPR fantasy points against the Cardinals. I cannot explain it, but they've actually been really, really good against wide receivers. Any hesitation with DK Metcalf or even numbered Tyler Lockett? You think the uh, Eagles miss Gannon as a play caller uh, for yeah. their defense? Yes. Um, again, you know, is there hesitation? Yes. In a week where all these teams are sitting guys, you know, if you, if you made it here, you can certainly go with a Darius Layton. Um, trying to think of somebody else that's that's got a high upside that might be available to you. Over who? Not um, over Metcalf. Not over Metcalf, over, but over Lockett. Yeah. Um, at a flex, you can go with like a Mason or a Pierre Strong, one of those type of of running backs that have you know just huge upside, but a lot of uncertainty. But you know, how many people do you think made it to their championship with Tyler Lockett playing a key role? No. Would you so, start? Uh, would you start Cortland Sutton or DK Metcalf? I would start. Metcalf. I'm sorry, Metcalf. But I would start Sutton over Lockett. Yes. I mean, this is one of these stats where I just don't even... It's not going to affect me. I'm going to start DK Metcalf. He's he's a number one receiver. and I mean, I don't, he's like... He's not, end, he's not sure. a top 12 necessarily. I think he is this week. But he's he's a number one receiver for the Seahawks. He, you know, produces as such, typically. Um, and then Geno Smith. I mean, Geno Smith's just in this big group of Carr, Goff, Geno, Mayfield... I don't know. Do you have a strong preference in that group? Goff's my favorite because I think even in like three quarters, he cannot perform Mayfield, Smith, Carr. And Mayfield, Smith, and Carr all to me are guys that can be right around 20 fantasy points. I, I, I would go I would go Gino over those other two. Over, over Mayfield and Carr? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he might have a little more upside. Carr has some upside as well. It's Mayfield that probably has the least upside. Uh, we talked enough about the Seattle running backs. You can hear that in the one question for each game segment. Kyler Murray is our start of the week. Uh, why so confident in him? Actually, if, if you do look at Seattle, for the most part, it's just been the stud quarterbacks that have had good games. Not not entirely, like uh, Sam Howell had a big game. But, uh, Jamie, why so confident in Kyler Murray? I like the way he's played. You know, uh, first off, Again, we're looking at the week, so my options are limited with the high-end guys versus the low-end guys versus who's in the middle, and he's in the middle. So, I, I, But I do think the fact that this is a game where they could play spoiler. We saw that last week where they ruined the Eagles. They could certainly ruin the Seahawks. I think that's something that probably means something to the players who are trying. Um, on paper, it doesn't look great because he doesn't really have a number one receiver. I think you could put Trey McBride in that category for sure, but he doesn't have a number one guy uh, with – no Marquise Brown and even Brown playing, he didn't give him much anyway. 
But I think it's going to be a fun game. You know, the over-under set at 48, I think that shows you how these defenses are expected to perform versus how the offenses should go out there and put up points. And so with what he'll do with his legs, I love the vote of confidence that Gannon gave him this week of saying he's our guy, he's our future. And so I think that matters to him. I, I, I really do think, you know, we gave a lot of attention to he doesn't study and plays Call of Duty and all those things. And the fact that he's picked up this offense basically on the fly um, because he didn't have any training camp really um, and missed all the time with, with, with what he had to deal with this offseason rehabbing. How he's performed coming back and just how I think every everyone in the in the front office and coaching staff and, and his teammates have rallied around him. So, um, you know, it's a little bit of a you know, tip of the cap to what Kyler Murray has done. Okay, and uh, Connor is a must-start. Oh, who's the second-best wide receiver in this game? I still have Lockett ranked ahead of Dorch, but Dorch has just been so, so good from a consistency standpoint when he's gotten playing time. And when he's gotten playing time, he's got targets. And so you've heard me reference this a million times in the last month, but it just continues to go up. So now it's 11 games in the last two years where he's had at least four targets. It's such a minimal number, but just four targets. And in nine of those, he scored 11.7 PPR points or more. So it's not a huge number, but you saw last week what he's capable of. You know, he had a big catch at the end of the game to put the game away. Um, He's going, I think, you know, be second in targets, most likely behind Trey McBride or in the mix with Michael Wilson. You know, I think they probably want to get Michael Wilson going as well, but for a number three receiver that you can find, he's got as as much I think upside potential based on what Tyler Lockett has shown us that to be in that type of range. Sure. All right, uh, that's it for this game. Zach Brooks says he would not eat that sandwich: cinnamon raisin bagel with ham, Swiss cheese, tomato, and Russian dressing for money. I think he would do it for ten dollars. He says no. He says it had to be a hundred. He's so full of it. Our producer, I'm just letting you know what, like, how much I think he'd do it for. I think he'd do it for twenty. Who? Well, what's the food that you hate, Adam? There's no chance, no chance. You're such. A, you're so full of it. Unless there's some dietary restriction, you would do it for twenty dollars. You wouldn't. It looked eat. Terrible. That looked terrible. It wasn't terrible. It's a I ham and cheese a, sandwich. It, a, it was it. tasteless. I would that give was it my a, problem with it. That that would be mistreating you even to a pigeon. I would not. I would not eat that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't buy it. What's the uh, food that you hate, Adam? Oh, gosh. It's so, so like salmon. So would you eat salmon for 20 bucks? No. But okay, he so doesn't like, he, does, does Zach Brooke hate ham? And, Zach, do you hate ham and cheese? It's not my go-to, but. You don't you know, hate I mean, it? Did you ever see that uh, episode of Curb when they had the Larry David sandwich? That was, that looked more appealing than the one you just. <laughs> no, I have not seen that one, actually. Yeah, it was like kale and sable or something. something, something oh, like, I don't know. Yeah, sable, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I don't absolutely. do fish, basically. All right, Chicago's at Green Bay, 2024 question. Jordan Love or Caleb Williams? Love. Wow. <laughs> That's better than what Heath brought up yesterday of Love versus Lawrence. Um, Which is an open question, by the way. You're talking uh, redraft or dynasty? Uh, redraft. Uh, Love. Jordan Love. All right, Justin Fields is uh, top three for you guys. Start him. Jordan Lo- Jordan Love or Justin Fields this week? Fields, Fields. it's close. They're both top five for me. I have it Fields at three, Murray at four, Jordan Love at five. Yeah, I, I don't have Love ranked as high as he will be once we see the receivers practicing. If he doesn't have his receivers, I don't love him as much. 
because that's a tough ask if he does if he's got to rely just on Bo Melton. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. that's it's a good defense that they're playing. You know, the Bears have certainly done a great job. So while sure. he's been he's been fantastic, uh, if he doesn't have one of at least, but if we don't get Watson Wicks, Watson Reed or Wicks, or Reed Watson Wicks, however you want to rank them, <laughs> that's a that's Romeo Dobbs and, and Bo Melton are not going to help Jordan Love have a top five finish against the Bears. True, but the one thing that I've loved about Love is that he's gone through so many receivers this year, and like we've talked about Dontavian Wicks, we talked this week about Bo Melton. Like there, there are so many guys who have like had good numbers, and I think it's Love who's helped them. He's elevating them, right? He's not having these numbers because Bo Melton is good. Well, you got to figure if if all three of Watson, Reed, and Wicks were limited two days, probably going to get at least one, hopefully two, maybe three. You hope so, but I mean, how many weeks has Watson been limited in practice? Like, it's true, a month now, right? I mean, there were weeks where Aaron Jones was limited in practice and they held him out of the game. Yeah, on this subject, you have to at least acknowledge that Reed. His last two huge games, they came without Watson. And in Watson's last two games, healthy, he was a lot better than Reed. You know, so, but you guys well, are going to... you know, you've heard me call Reed Baby Debo for a while now. And, you know, there, there's going to be games where he probably does not do this. You know, so he showed out as a receiver last week, which was something we have not seen to that level, uh, I believe, all season. Um, but there's there's just so much to love about how they've been putting the ball in his hands and giving him opportunities, and he's come through with it. So um, that's why I think you look at him as the uh, <laughs> as the better of the of the two, you know. And and I'll, I'll say this again: I think we're going to have the Reed Watson Debo Ayuk scenario for hopefully many years, you know, based on how these guys yeah, should be, be able fun. to operate. Yep. And who's your favorite running back in this game? Jones slightly, but if Dylan plays, I might go Herbert over Jones. Herbert's just been fantastic, and the Packers' run defense has not been good. Prior to last week, they were awful. Agreed. Herbert's a number two running back, but Jones is close to a number one. All right. I mean, Herbert does have a better matchup. Um, Bears. I, I think but Jones, Herbert, Jones has been look, playing great. And yeah, he's Jones back-to-back games with 120-plus yards. I know the, the matchups were certainly much better, but well, only the Bears one. have been... Well, only. Minnesota was one of the yeah, matchups. he did it against that Minnesota. Better. That was impressive. I, right. I throw away that, the that's Carolina not the game. same defense as they were three weeks ago. Right. That's also losing Wanham and, and, and not being the same in terms of the run defense. Yep, that's fair. All right. Uh, the Bears give up a lot in the passing and the most receiving yards to running backs, so they have a great run defense, but they do give up fantasy points to running backs, so... And you go back to week one, Roshan in, in that game was a good receiver out of the backfield. Start DJ Moore. Uh, who's your favorite tight end in this game? Right now uh, it's draft, but if everybody yeah. returns, then it might just be avoid them all. Right, because you don't know how much Komet's going to play. Uh, the fact that he's going to be limited for a couple of days in practice, at least that's what it looks like, that's a good thing, but I don't know if I'm ready to trust it this week. Two more games. Dallas at Washington. 2024 question here. If Tony Pollard comes back as the starter without significant competition, when would you draft Tony Pollard? Round three. Mm, yeah, that's probably about right. With the hope that there's reports that, oh, he looks more explosive this year. He was really held yeah, back by four, the leg injury. Four. Round four. Okay. Is there a sleeper in, sleeper in this game? Round six. Um, <laughs> is there a sleeper in this game? Brandon Cooks. He has not been good on the road. So take that into account. All of his good games have come at home. And that's by leaps and bounds by the, the, the production. Mostly because he scores touchdowns at home. But 
this secondary is abysmal, yes. absolutely atrocious. He had his, uh, I think it might have been his best game, more, more, top two against them in the first meeting. So Cooks certainly qualifies as a, as a sleeper, but really that's it. I don't want to trust any of the commanders, um, McLaurin included, and you know who you're starting for Dallas for the most part. I would start Brandon Cooks if this game was played on the moon. <laughs> the commander's defense is terrible. He did have his second best game of the year against them. Four for 72 with a touch. 31-yard touchdown. Would you start Cooks or McLaurin? I should say that. I'm sorry. He does have two touchdowns on the road. Both of them were in favorable environments at the Chargers and at Miami. Would you start Cooks or McLaurin? I'm McLaurin higher now, but I don't like this report that the commanders could start resting dudes. Uh, Cooks, no matter what the report is. I mean, favorable environment, yes. It is a great matchup. However, it could be a really ugly, cold day. So that's not great. Uh, Tony Pollard is is pretty high in the rankings. You're going to want to start him. The commanders have allowed 73 or more yards and a rushing touchdown to a running back in five straight games. And if you look at his best game. Yeah. And if you look at Pollard, I mean, he's been bad three straight weeks at Buffalo, which was not a bad matchup, but the Cowboys just stunk that game at Miami and Detroit. Those are tough matchups. Before that, he had four straight games with 16.6 or more points, Carolina, Washington, Seattle, and Philadelphia. So it's, it is pretty matchup dependent for him. Jake Ferguson, though, is kind of a tough call. He's has not been great lately. Uh, I know you have him ranked as a starter. Would you start Juwan Johnson or Jake Ferguson? I have uh, Juwan a spot higher. Uh, I think Ferguson just has a shot to score a touchdown because I think Dallas will do whatever they want offensively. I have them back-to-back with Ferguson one spot ahead. Brian Robinson or Chuba Hubbard? Uh, Chuba Hubbard. All right. Start at the Cowboys DST. Rams are at the 49ers. 2024 question, is Brock Purdy a top 10 quarterback? Uh, Yes. I've got him at seven. Oh, wow. Who are some guys you have behind him? Currently, Dak, Stroud, Anthony Richardson, to name three. Uh, okay. Start anyone in this game? DeMarcus so Robinson. Jordan Mason's interesting if you think that he's going to be the guy. I, I would imagine the Niners are going to use multiple running backs. So Mason should be one of them. The other one might be Tyrion Davis-Price. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't say that Jordan Mason's going to just have this monster game. So use them at your own discretion. Well, you got that one report that you read earlier this week, right? From yes, David uh, Lombardi? Yeah, he's saying, uh, no, it was uh, from Matt Barrows, I thought, in the athletic. Oh, Matt Barrows. Saying he, he's expected Jordan Mason to get a big workload. That's all we're going off of right now. It makes sense. Sure. But... And for what it's worth, I, I, you know, I went to the Niners website just to look for anything, any breadcrumbs whatsoever. And there's a photo of the first team unit practicing, and it's Sam Darnold with Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, and Jordan Mason's in the huddle. So that might be enough for you. That might be enough for you to start Jordan Mason, but I, I think there's some risk involved. But it, it's week 18. He's, he's it's much better in DFS, but mm. I would suspect that everybody's going to use him in DFS. Who's the best Ram to use? Demarcus Robinson. Are we sure he's going to play a lot? Well, I, I mean, at this point, they've only ruled out three guys offensively um, that we know of in terms of, uh, well, I guess, four. Uh, Stafford, Kyron, mm-hmm. Cooper, mm-hmm. and Higby. Mm-hmm. And why would you sit him? 
You can't sit everybody. Right. You know, so could it be Tutu Atwell and Ben Skoranek? Sure. Could absolutely go that route. But I would imagine that Robinson has a chance to be the guy. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna play it that way based on what he's done in this offense. Now, granted, that's been with Stafford, so take that for what it's worth. But you want to talk about another guy trying to earn a job next year, that's Carson Wentz. So he's gonna go out there and throw it all over the place. And I would imagine that Sean McVay allows it to happen. And think about what McVay has done. He took Baker Mayfield last year off the scrap heap when he couldn't do anything and he made him rich wash and played very well. And so I'm I'm gonna give Carson Wentz a nod. He's gonna be uh, a, a lot of DFS lineups for me. Um, looking forward to seeing what he can do against the scaled back 49ers defense. And so Robinson, Tutu Atwell, those are the type of guys that can win you a tournament. You're going to like what I'm about to tell you. So McVay's coached two meaningless season finales. Both times he let the backup quarterback air it out. John Wolford, 38 pass attempts. Sean Mannion, 34 pass attempts. And in both games, there was a lot of run for whoever he had at running back. One of them was Cam Akers, and they were terrible. So there, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if he tells Carson Wentz, go out there, have some fun. You're going to throw it at least 30 times. You know, and if he's got Demarcus Robinson, he'll take some shots. You just have to be sure that Robinson is that guy and that he gets that opportunity. Remember, okay. he's an older player. He's important to what they do offensively. They could they could have the same role played by Tutu Atwell if they so chose. Well, Dave, I got a question. Who do you trust more? You know both very well. Me, With food, Jamie, not you. Me or my brother? Oh, I, your brother was my fraternity brother, so I'm definitely going to say David. Well, he sent me a text after my recommendation. He sent me a text that said, Reptile Reptile is very good, with an exclamation point. So you may not okay. have liked the bagel, but you will like the movie. Okay. Did he say that based on uh, listening to our show, or did he say that based on you texting him prior to the show? <laughs> it was totally legit. It was an honest text. Okay, folks. Have an awesome no, 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 I'm, I'm asking, does he watch the show, or did he? Oh, no, he does not watch the show. He so he just randomly texted you. So did Reptile. you watch all of his I shows? told him to watch Reptile two nights ago, I told him. And he sent me a text during the show. Reptile is very good. That's what he said. Jamie, Jamie just asked an important question. Ask it again. Yeah, Jamie. I watched his shows. Every single one of Slime no, Time Live? not every one, no. But have you watched like... Terrible brother. 90% of the things he's done broadcast-wise? No. 50% maybe? 50%. No, no. There have been so many. He's done a lot of stuff, so no. I haven't been able to. I haven't, you know, he was doing a South Florida morning show when I lived in New York. I couldn't watch that. What percentage of shows that you've been on has he watched? <laughs> Less than one one percent. That zero. So you've watched more of him than he's watched of you. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Right. What about your sister? She's never. I don't want anyone in my family to watch my stuff. I never tell them. I would. I would love to to, to sit down and do a review with your dad of him watching all your programs. It'll last 12 seconds. He'll walk out of the room. He listened uh, to our show last summer. And I, I was like, oh, what'd you think? He's like, yeah, I listen to you guys. It's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> that was it. Now, I don't want any, I don't want my family to watch or listen. It would make me almost nervous. I'd rather that. Really? Yeah. Your son would start to criticize you, I think. Yeah. He'd be like, why didn't you pick the Eagles more? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So he's like full on Eagles fan or just the anybody that's playing the Giants? No, it's he only likes logos. We've been talking about basketball now. Which team has a cooler logo? I don't know. The Pelicans? All right. Two last things. Number one, well, what do you think? Knicks. This Knicks stupid, a terrible logo. I know. It's a problem. He, he's rooting for the Knicks tonight against the Sixers. I guess we're better than that. All right, Adam, what do you think I paid for this terrible sandwich? Oh, he was a full. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was 
Ten fifty. No way more. What was it, Jamie? I'll say sixteen dollars. Uh, Twelve ninety nine. Here's question number Worth two. I'm going to leave out the other half of sandwich at an office with a bunch of, you know, production assistants, kids straight out of college. How soon until the sandwich gets eaten? Oh my god! Yes, well, it won't get touched. Well, where are you going to leave it? In the cafeteria. Dave, you could put it outside with the iguanas and nobody would touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow. I think of- it's going to sit there all day. I'm going to I'm going to write down what. Well, where are you leaving? You leaving it out out on the counter? Because who's going to touch it if it's sitting there? If you leave it in the refrigerator, these guys, then will, these guys eat two day old pizza. There are just they're, go ask them if they want it. Just ask them and see who's no, no, interested. No, no, put a put a post it on it and say this is for anybody who wants it. And yeah, I'm going to do. But he, but is he going to include the ingredients or just yeah no. <laughs> no, you don't think I should? That's not right. Just put it. It's it's in a container. Just right? put a ham and cheese. Yeah, yeah, ham yeah, and cheese. A wrap. Just put put po- a post-it on it. Free for anyone who wants it. Ham and cheese. I think you should just put ham and cheese. Don't, don't include. Put a post-it on it. So there's a twenty dollar bill on the inside of the sandwich. You come get it. And you come back in three days. That money's still there. <laughs> no way. You're wrong about this. People will eat. A lot. I got a lot of good feedback on that. A lot of bad feedback, but I did get a lot of. I good will feedback. update you on how long it takes. In the meantime, I gotta go throw up. All right. Thanks, everybody. Our, I think our longest show of the year, week 18, start or sit. How about that? Good that I left my kids all by themselves downstairs. Oh, no. All right. Go yep. get them. Um, I, already got, I already got one message that the, the, the five-year-old pooped and needs my help. But you, you, you ran the show long. Oh, okay. I hope he's not still sitting there. <laughs> go, go. Go.